Blog Talk Radio. Just for the day I won't pick up, just for the day I don't give up, just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I won't pick up, just for the day I won't pick up, just for the day in God I trust, just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I don't give up. Yo, you can go and tell the weed man, he ain't got nothing that I need man, I ride by that ABC store saying hey, you won't be seeing me no more, yo, you can go and tell the trap boy, yo, it's a rap boy. You are not welcome in me, Casa. You ain't got nothing for me, nada. No matter how hard life hits, I know where my life is. Yeah. No matter how hard the crisis, yo, I know who Christ is. Yo. No matter what, I won't pick up. Yo. No matter what, I won't pick up. No matter what, I won't pick up. Yeah. No matter what, I won't pick up. Just for the day, no matter what I want to go. Welcome, welcome listeners to the Recovery Just for Today show. I'm your host, Lloyd B., with my co-host and father, Lloyd Sr., and this is the show that is dedicated to those who are in recovery, those who are struggling with addiction, and to those uh, family members who may have loved ones who are struggling with the uh, illness of addiction. Uh, We are uh, excited tonight uh, to come to you live uh, on We Inspire Network Radio. We are are excited uh, to start our our, uh, series, which is called uh, Overdose, and... uh, Basically, uh, this series will be talking about uh, uh, drug-related deaths, uh, overdosing. Um, You know, the United States has seen an increase in uh, drug-related overdose deaths uh, in our country. And so we're going to want to talk about this epidemic because um, it may not uh, have uh, affected uh, some of you all, uh, but uh it's such an epidemic that uh sadly uh many of us uh have lost loved ones uh to this epidemic and um you know when it hits close to home you know uh you know you want to, you want to be able to share some uh experience strength and hope with others as well as to warn other people about the uh the the danger involved with this addiction so, uh, you know, we, we just want to be uh, a source, a resource for people out there uh, tonight. So um, without uh, further ado, uh, uh, I'm going to ask my uh, co-host uh, and father, uh, Lloyd uh, Sr., did he want to um, uh, say hello to the guests, I mean to the uh, listeners? Absolutely. Thank you, Lloyd. Once again, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. To be able to uh, to be on the radio tonight, to talk radio tonight, I'm grateful um, to be live and well today, and I'm, I, I too am excited to be able to uh, learn something about uh, this ep- ep- uh, epidemic uh, called uh, the overdose epidemic that, uh, that that's gripping the nation uh, today, 
and and as always, I, I'm delighted and uh, and excited to share the good news about good living, good clean sober living, and um, and yeah, that's uh, that's that's where I'm tonight. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to be here tonight. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, what we're going to do, listeners, is if you've tuned in before, you you know that we start our show uh, pretty much the same every every show. We uh, start off with a moment of silence for the still suffering addict, for the addict who has lost their lives to this addiction, and also for the family members of those who have lost loved ones to this addiction. So, if you would please join us and a moment of silence. And uh, if you will, join us in the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Amen. Well, well, uh, listeners, um, I do have some clips uh, prepared for us to tonight, and uh, a couple of stats. And uh, but you know, you know, more, more importantly, I want to share. We want to share from our hearts the genuine, genuine concern that we have for those who are out there tonight who are caught up in the grips of addiction. And we want you to know that uh, there is another way. Uh, you don't have to uh, continue in this, uh, this, this uh, addiction, this active addiction, because, you know, one of the things that we learn in recovery is that the end results are always the same, no matter how you cut it. And those end results are jails, institutions, and death. And, you know, it's a, it's a sad but true uh, statement. That's a sad but true reality. And, you know, a lot of times it takes someone that we know uh, that's, in our, you know, you know, that's close to home to pass away from this thing before we really start taking things serious. And it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be that way, you know, it doesn't have to be that way if we would just, you know, come together and 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 and, and practice an ounce of prevention, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, but I do want to let people know that there is another way tonight. Um, one of the things that, you know, really uh, sparked this, this, this uh, idea for this show uh, is I've been seeing a lot of, uh, specials on television uh, about the the increase of deaths from uh, drug overdoses, and you know one of the things about this thing is that deaths from uh, drug overdose are up among both men and women, all races, and adults and youth, nearly all ages, regardless of the type of drug. The problem of drug overdose has tripled and quadrupled, um, uh, in some cases, since 1999 to the present. You know, uh, one of the one of the stats that I found that I that I wanted to share uh, is that 
when you talk about, um, you know, deaths, you know, at one time, the 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 main the main uh, cause of death was was guns and 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 traffic accidents or car accidents, you know, but drugs now are the leading cause of accidental deaths in this country. Fatal oh. overdoses surpassed shooting deaths and fatal tra- uh, traffic accidents years ago. Now, now, did y'all hear that? The, the st- statistics show that fatal overdoses have surpassed shooting deaths and fatal accidents years ago. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of push today, uh, and it should be, a lot of push today about, you know, safety, uh, driving safe, safely, you know, making sure you buckle up, you know, making sure that the children have their seatbelts on, you know, and practicing uh-huh. uh, safe driving. There's also a lot of push on stopping the violence in the streets, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, gang-related shootings, accidental shootings, or even uh, here of lately, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, there's a lot of push on, you know, police shootings, you know, of of individuals, you know. But the statistics show that drugs are the leading cause of accidental death in this country. So a conversation needs to be had and people need to be brought aware need to, you know, to be aware of what's, what's going on, you know, uh, before it's too late, before it reaches your doorstep. You know, did you have anything to say about that? Yeah, that, that, uh, those, um, you know, those, uh, statistics you just mentioned, they are staggering. Uh, they, um, you know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, um, I think overdose is the green-eyed monster or the 900-pound gorilla in the room that that's not you know that's that's going on unnoticed. But but I mean you know those those are staggering figures. You know you used to think about you know when you, you know when I used to think about OD you know I used to, I used to think of her thing coming to my mind as a as a junkie you know um, as a junkie in the alleys with a, with the with, with you know with the needle sticking. Sticking in his or her arm, you know, and uh, but really, you know, nowadays, you know, um, people are people are trying to people are trying to get get you know get even um, get uh, to get to to have a a high that's more intense, and people are putting putting things in in these drugs right here now. You know, I guess it, you know that's why you 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 you're hearing so much about you know these over these uh overdoses now because you know everybody's trying to find something that's more more and more powerful and more give them a more and you know um intense high you know but uh those, those numbers man that's, those numbers are, are, are you know are to wake people wake us up out here today you know this thing is real you know it's it, it hasn't gone in anywhere i you know i admit i um i act, i act Overdose is, is 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 a subject or, or or whatever you want to call it, something that I've I've kind of uh, you know kind of forgot about really. So this 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 series that that 
that we're having now, you know, is is really on to us. It's a long time topic uh, for us to discuss, and I'm anxious to, uh, you know, to really kind of hear, hear, you know, hear more about it. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, that you said, you know, is a lot of times, you know, you know, it's it's something, like you said, that a lot of people have, you know, we, we, we often have that misconception that it's, you know, it's it's that 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 quote unquote dope scene, you know, in the alley, mm-hmm. you know, shooting up and you know, or what you see on television, you know what I mean? Uh but these days, you know, like you said, you know, people you know, as a as a recovering addict, you know, I know that when I was out there we were searching for the next best high. And mm-hmm. like you said, you know, uh if somebody came up with something new we wanted it, you know. We wanted mm-hmm. the strongest. We wanted the most potent thing that we could get that would twist our caps back, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you know, uh, today is no different, you know, except for the fact that the drugs have become more dangerous because mm-hmm. these days, what has you know, since 2014, the number of deaths from what they call opioids or heroin, heroin mm-hmm. you know, heroin, um, you know, in the streets they call it heroin or, or you know, boy or whatever they call it mm-hmm. out there now, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that that right. has that has killed yeah that has killed so many people. Her- heroin today is the num is, is the number one drug that is killing people alongside of what is known as synthetic drugs or even prescription mm. drugs. You know, prescription mm. drugs, is kill, they are killing people at an astronomical rate. You know, uh, fentanyl, mm. you know, th- these drugs that, that you can get uh, oh, uh, 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 with the prescription, you know, they, they mm. are, they, you know, people are, are, are using these uh, prescription drugs and, and and they are dying from these things. They are overdosing on prescription drugs at an alarming rate. And like you said, mm. you know, uh, the drugs change, but as far as, you know, the, the end results is always the same. It's jails, right. institutions, or death, you know. And so that's why it's important for us to hit this topic because, uh, you know, the CDC, man, they they, they – they issued a. They issued a, and they've been talking about this thing, and and they've been talking about how bad it is. And and one of the one of the uh, quotes that I read, they said, and they have never seen an increase in deaths uh, since HIV hit in the 80s when they didn't have any medication to treat it. Wow. That and that and that's wow. and that's just, they, that's saying something because in the 80s when HIV yeah. hit. People were dropping like flies. People were dropping like flies. Mm. People were scared. People took the streets and started demanding, you know, somebody do something about this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because people were dropping like flies, you know. And they mm. said they haven't seen anything like this increase in uh, drug overdoses since that. They said that they, it normally, the you know, drug deaths don't increase like this, like it has. Mm-hmm. You know, since 2014, like I said, the the over deaths, the overdoses for her heroin alone have have quadrupled. Uh-huh. 
So we're gonna yeah. get into that when we come. We're gonna we're gonna get into some of that when we come back from this commercial. Um, you know, this is this. Hopefully, this is these these are some sobering facts. Uh, for some people, for some people, it may be the first time you're hearing about this, and for others, it may be you know something that you know about, and um, you know, and maybe you can help us uh, to get the message out there about this epidemic. But just um, stay tuned as we take our uh, quick commercial, and we'll be back shortly after that. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene. The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has first-hand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage integrating inspirational encouraging and challenging scriptures the author has provided a resource that is sure to change lives if you or someone you know is battling with addiction this book is for you if you are in recovery this is a great resource to add to your toolbox if you are a group leader or addictions counselor this is an awesome book for group therapy clean and serene scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. Welcome back, listeners, to the Recovery Just for Today show. I'm your host, Lloyd B., with my co-host and father, Lloyd Sr., and uh, we have uh, began the series, which is called Overdose Part 1, and we are talking about drug overdose deaths, uh, which is an epidemic that has gripped our nation, as my father said uh, earlier, and it is um, it's a, uh, a very staggering, uh, sobering uh, number of deaths that has uh, taken place uh, over the last uh, 10 years or so 
the increase has just is just phenomenal about how many people have uh, died from uh, drug related overdoses and um, and the the, uh, the deaths are just uh, are climbing. And we want to uh, you know to share some information to tonight uh, to to hopefully uh, inform and bring awareness tonight. Uh, that's the main uh, purpose of this show tonight is to bring awareness as well as to maybe share some experience, strength, and hope. So um, what we want to do is I'm going to go ahead and, and go into our first uh, our first clip. And um, so if you would just uh, uh, check this out as, as we um, bring forth some, some information. Um, buying heroin. And um, we were going to shoot up heroin in an abandoned building. And uh, we walked into the abandoned building, and um, there was a, another addict sitting on the ground, and he was shooting up as well. And um, it, we watched him shoot up. We shot up at the same time, and we watched him die. And um, we left him there. I remember afterwards, you never remember a kind of ODing. You knew that you'd done a really good shot and that you're probably going to nod for a while, but it isn't until you wake up and see that it's been like four and a half hours later. You know, I've overdosed and I've woken up in a hospital. I have responsibility for the medical examiner's office where we investigate deaths that occur suddenly and unexpectedly for any reason. We see a tip of the heroin problem in St. Louis and unfortunately we probably see the worst tip and that's the fatal incidents where people have died where heroin has played some sort of role in the death either causative or contributory. Around 2007 or 8 we started to see those numbers going up of people that were calling us looking for assistance at the same time we were hearing in the media about overdose deaths and then in around 2010 it took a rather dramatic jump uh, and then it was unavoidable that something had changed. The heroin related deaths starting in 2009 was 63. I think that's probably somewhere in the time frame where we, where we really started paying attention because it, had started, it was happening all the time. And then uh, 2010 went to 65 to 2011, 113. The change was twofold. One was a lot of younger people starting to use it, uh, and also the incidence of using synthetic opiates, uh, the prescription painkillers, as an entree to eventual use of heroin. You know, we're, we're seeing kids, young people, teenagers, people in their 20s, dying. Um, from heroin use, whereas we had rarely seen this before. I was um, in sixth grade going into seventh grade, and that's really about when it started, you know, just with smoking weed, drinking. By the time I was 15, I was shooting heroin. I was 16, I was with my cousin, and, um, you know, grew up smoking pot and drinking, but that felt better than any of that. But I was nervous, a little bit worried, but it was, I wasn't sticking a needle in my arm. And so far this year, we have 29 with one pending. And uh, that, that is just for the St. Louis City, which is 
uh, you know, what, 15, 20 square miles total, 300,000 people. In the last three or four years, we've, we've had you know, a doubling of the, of the deaths yeah, in the city. Simlis County and the surrounding counties have had a, had a similar trend. Well, for 2010 in the region we had, and I'm including um, the whole region of the greater St. Louis area, we had about 200 deaths um, region-wide. In 2011, um, it's more like 300, so about a 50% increase. But why is heroin so dangerous? Why is it killing so many people? Why is this a drug you can never safely use? It's not like when you buy an aspirin, and I know that if I take a baby aspirin, I get 300 milligrams of aspirin in it. When you buy a bag of heroin, you have no idea what's in there, how much is in there, whether it's heroin or not, and what else may be in there with the heroin. Heroin is a semi-synthetic opiate. It's man-made from artificial and natural ingredients. Opiates are very powerful respiratory depressants, meaning they can stop or slow your breathing quickly with small amounts. As far as from the pure drug overdose standpoint, it's related, I, I think, into three or four major groups. One is people get more than they bargained for. They thought they were getting you know, X number of milligrams, they may be getting two or three times that, so they take that drug. We do see some people who are fairly new users um, and just take too much. The other two major groups that we've seen are people who have not been on heroin for a while, often because they're incarcerated or they're in hospital or whatever, and they come out and they take the same dose that they had before, uh, handled fine, but they've lost their tolerance to it. And the other big problem we see is mixing it with other substances, and, and notably alcohol. People are out drinking a little bit, decide to try some heroin, and the, the combination of heroin and alcohol is, is a horrible combination. All right. Um, did you? What did you think about that? That clip. Well, that that it, it just it just opens my eyes. To, to something that I think we that that's been slipping under that's been you know slipping under the cracks, you know, um, uh, overdoses. Oh, uh, overdoses—the reality of of drug addiction. It, you know, it happens, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's sad because, I mean, you know, it's 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 preventable, and. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, earlier I was thinking to myself, uh, like in I think it was like in the '60s or or, or late '70s when they, you know, when they, when when the heroin um, epidemic was at it, like like at a peak, you know, when uh, like when they were bringing it back from uh, from uh, Southeast Asia, like Vietnam places and stuff, and and they were yeah. and, and 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 they had you know they had this 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 this, this real potent. Uh, 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 strain or brand of heroin or whatever, and and you know the addicts were dropping like flies, you know, on the streets. I mean, they were you know they were taking taking these uh, injections and injecting these drugs, and they, you know they dropping out like flies on the street. But that it seems like it, it, it seems to mean that that um that that's kind of that 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 that's died down, man, you know, and 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 it's really personally shocking to me to hear these. To hear these uh, statistics you were talking about earlier, you know, and uh, this thing is real, man, you know, and uh, it, it's sad because it's preventable, you know. It's it it really is. You don't people don't people don't 
you know, you don't go out there thinking that you're going to OD, you know. You just, but you never know. It's like a crapshoot because you never know, you know, you never know what you're getting and you can't really predict the dosage, you know. It's it's, it's just, you just, it's a crapshoot, man. It's a, it's a sad thing, man. Again, I'm just anxious to, to, to hear to, to be educated more about this thing, man, because it, it's something. It's something. It's some. It's it's an epidemic. I think you know a lot of times we you know we, you know we're worried about ISIS and and uh, and you know and these other terrorists uh, uh, that's coming into the country and doing things and like doing harm and stuff like that. But but we have a silent killer right here among us that's <laughs> doing that. According to these statistics, they're doing a far better job than ISIS, you know. And I think we really need yeah. to wake up to uh, to what's going on. And I think you know this is a great, uh, great show you uh, are having tonight. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna save my comments after the commercial. We're gonna take a quick commercial, okay. and then when I come back, I'm gonna pick up where you left off. Okay. Hi, my name is Lloyd B. And I am the host of Recovery Just For Today, which is a show dedicated to those who are struggling with addiction and substance abuse. I host this show with my father, Lloyd B. Sr. And together, we come and we share our experience, strength, and hope. Every Monday at 8 p.m., join us as we air live on WIN Radio, which stands for We Inspire Network. If you or your loved one suffers from addiction or you know someone who is in recovery, please share this information. Because you never know when what you have to share may actually save someone's life. Thank you. And God bless you. Just for the day I won't pick up, just for the day I don't give up, just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I won't pick up, just for the day I won't pick up, just for the day in God I trust, just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I don't give up. Yeah, you can go and tell the weed man, he ain't got nothing that I need man, I ride by that ABC store saying hey, you won't be seeing me no more, yeah, you can go and tell the trap boy, yo, it's a rap boy. You are not welcome in me, Casa. You ain't got nothing for me, nada. No matter how hard life hits, I know where my life is. Yo. No matter how hard the crisis, yo, I know who Christ is. Yo. No matter what I want to go, yo. No matter what welcome I back, up. listeners. Welcome back, listeners, to the Recovery Just for Today show. I'm your host, Lloyd B., with my co-host and father, Lloyd Sr., and we are live here on We Inspire Network Radio on the Recovery Just for Today show. We are into the the show uh, with the title of Overdose Part 1, which is a part of a series that we're going to be doing, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, some other people to call in and to, you know, kind of share their experience, strength, and hope. 
But um, so uh, before we went on break, <clears throat> my father was uh, saying about how, you know, people are so concerned about, you know, which they should be, um, you know, the terrorism and, you know, ISIS and whatnot and different uh, uh, outside elements that uh, are endangering or threatening the lives of uh, the, the people in our nation. But that he said that there was a silent killer among us, <clears throat> uh, specifically talking about uh, the uh, drug overdose, uh, the drug epidemic, drug overdose epidemic. And um, and I wanted to piggyback on that because as we were listening to the stats and some of the uh, the professionals in the, the field from the clip. Uh, and they were talking about how staggering the the the, the numbers were, the the percentages of of people who have been dying, how they have you know just quadrupled and and tripled and you know and just uh, increased over the years. <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, guys. Uh, one of the things, one, one something that came to my mind was when when do we wake up? When do we wake up and say, hey, you know? We need to do something about this, you know, because when you think about it, if there was a serial killer in your neighborhood killing 200 people or 100 people, you know, a day, because some of the statistics say that people are dying from overdoses at the number of 100 people per day. Wow. Okay, and so, so if you have a serial killer loose in your neighborhood, in your uh, city, in your country, that's killing people in alarming numbers, at like this drug overdose epidemic is, when do we begin to wake up and say we need to do something about this? You know, drugs are killing more people than any amount of serial killers you can put together. Oh. And sadly, you know, one of the things that I heard is that it's, it's you know, some of these drugs that were at one time uh, known to be drugs that only older people were using, they are now being used by people as young as 16 and younger. Oh. And people are overdosing in their youth nowadays. People are starting off with these gateway drugs like we all did who were who who are uh, in recovery or those who are caught up in addiction at some point we we didn't we didn't go straight into the hard stuff. We started off with what they call the gateway drugs and most of the people that you hear in these clips, most of these people will tell you that they started off drinking and smoking marijuana. And a lot of times those are the gateway drugs or the drugs that lead people to uh, these these harder drugs. The other thing is that there are a lot of people who um, are, are, are overdosing on prescription medications, and, uh, and there are those who have gotten hooked on prescription medication, and then when the prescriptions run out, they go to the street drug, and that's when you start right. to see people dying 
from overdoses as well. Uh, and then, like I said, you know, when your tolerance goes up for the gateway drugs, usually as an addict, you want the next best high. So when someone comes along and they say, hey, man, you know, if you want to get lifted, you know, and that loud is not doing it for you or that reefer is not doing it for you, that them trees are not doing it for you, that brew is not doing it for you, I got a little pill right here, and, you know, it'll, it'll make you feel that ecstasy, you know, that you're looking for. Uh, and then the next thing you know, um, if that one doesn't kill you, um, you know, you know, it, like I said, it's a serial killer. You know, a lot of people um, think they're out of the woods because they are taking uh, drugs that are, quote, unquote, not so hard. Uh, but really those drugs, what they do is they kill you over time. They destroy your life over time. They um, keep you from being what you were called and created to be over time. You know, it's a slow killer. Uh, but there are a lot of these drugs, these so-called, uh, quote-unquote, um, not, not hard drugs, uh, that will lead people to uh, wanting to try something different. <clears throat> and a lot of times when uh, people begin to try something different, uh, that's when uh, people's systems cannot handle uh, what's out there because like a lot of people have been saying and you know and we even just said you know you don't know what's in it yeah. you know people are cutting cutting drugs with all types of stuff and uh, I want to play this little snippet so that you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about I'm going to play this snippet real quick and it was just one step away from opium and opium was really one step away from hash, one step away from, it was very natural. It didn't seem, you know, the chemical element didn't enter to it at all. It was, it was like people have been doing opiates for thousands of years. We are meant to do opiates, you know, and have fantasies of Chinese opium dens. And, you know, I just seemed totally natural. No, the chemical element did not enter it at all as any sort of deterrent to make me stop doing it. And, and even if it did, you know, if, if we found out something was had a, a really heavy uh, fentanyl element or fentanyl ratio in the mix, as sad as it sounds, where do I get that? You know, if it's killing people, give me some of that because that's the good stuff, you know, and, and that sounds terrible now, but, I mean, that's really how I thought. You know, if, if people are, are nodding out and going out on this stuff, then I need to know where that is. And usually the first question that you ask after you hear that a fellow drug addict died is, like, well, what was he doing when he died? What was the name of the drug that he did when he died? Because you know that that particular drug, that particular bag, is going to be higher quality than the, the other bags, because he died of an overdose because he could not, he didn't know. And the sixth thing is that you think you know better. This can enhance the effect, the pleasure for the user, and simultaneously raise the deadliness of the drug. For the heavy user, this is actually surprisingly a selling point. Now, did you hear that? Did, did you hear that? <clears throat> they, they, these were yeah. these were people who, who were, you know, out there, you know, caught up, you know, just like many of us were, 
and we all know, we know, we know. Now, now you, you know, you may not be on heroin, you may not be using crack, you may not be using whatever it is you think is the hard drug, but you know, if you hear that somebody got some killer, oh. killer, you want the killer, and it's right. sad. It's sad. And it's, and it's the insanity of the addiction that causes us to want to go out and get the killer. I mean, just sit here and think about this. We're talking about overdoses right now. We're talking about people dying right now. And the gentleman said, where can I get that from? Uh-huh. It's a selling point. You know? And for most of us, we know, you know, if you ever been caught up in the grips of addiction, you know that they're telling the truth. You may not have that experience, but you know that, like he said, a lot of times we think, well, well, they, they just couldn't handle it. It's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sadly... You know, one of the one of the other things that I wanted to touch on is that we 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 hear a lot of times of people being out there with their using buddies or so called friends and they overdose or something starts to go wrong, they get a bad batch and they start tripping out or start uh, you know, uh, going into convulsions you know, having seizures, and the first thing that people do is they split. They split. They leave that person to die. You know, how many people have died because people were afraid to call 911? So many people die daily from overdoses, and there are people in their presence that could have made a call that could have potentially saved their lives. And they are afraid to make that call because they feel that if they make a call that they will uh, be in jeopardy of losing their freedom. Oh. And um, that's a sad thing to 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 to. to, to People don't understand that, that the same people that you are around, you know, using with, if it hits the fan and you begin to die, people will leave you there to die alone. And then the, then, then your family is left to pick up the pieces. And, um, so, you know, one of the things that I found interesting is that uh, in some states, they have what's called a Good Samaritan law. And I want to share this with you all. Anybody that's out there listening who may be uh, caught up in the grips of addiction right now and, you know, you find yourself in a situation where, you know, someone is uh, beginning to overdose, uh, check, uh, you know, in a lot of states, they have what's called a Good Samaritan law where you will be granted immunity if you call 
911 and report that somebody is overdosing. They will not press charges on you. Now, common sense will tell you if you are, you know, if you have drugs and, and you're trying to sit and you're, you know, uh, selling drugs and, and things of that nature, you know, and you're in that situation, uh, common sense will tell you that uh, if, if if the police come and you are sitting on pounds and pounds of drugs, okay. they are going to arrest you, okay? They are going to arrest you. But in many cases, it's not the drug dealer that's going to be there when a person overdoses because yeah. the drug dealer is going to give you the drug. He's going to, you know what I'm saying, he's going to get his money. He's going about his business. You know what I mean? He's going to have customers whether you die or not. Sure. Understand that. He's going to have customers. When you die, people going to come running to him saying, can I have what he had? That's right. So he don't, so he don't care. But the people that I'm talking, I'm talking to the person who is using with another user and you find that person beginning to overdose, call 911 and and get that person some help. Don't just leave them there. Don't just leave them there. Okay. You wouldn't want them to do that to you. And, you know, it's a sad way to go. Yeah, do you have anything to say about that, uh, Lord Senior? Oh, oh, yes, yes, I did because when we were talking about this uh, last week. When you, when you, when, when you actually informed me that, for, uh, informed me of of this uh, this Samaritan uh, law, and I think you told me that that uh, that 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 law exists in Virginia. Is, is, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. See, and 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 I mean, and that kind of, and, and that really blew my mind. Uh, um, that that right there can save some lives. Li- save will save some lives uh, by itself. Knowing that you know, if 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 you if you you know, it's a frightening thing uh, to to see a, a a friend or somebody you know go into a fit or convulsion. That's frightening enough in itself. But then if you then then on top of that you 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 you, you um, you have the knowledge that you and that person or whoever has been, have been uh, doing drugs, you know. So that adds adds to the uh, fear. But I mean to know that that you would have you know immunity from prosecution or whatever you know. If you call if if you call nine one one, I mean that 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 right there is worth this, this that that knowledge is, is super vital, you know. And I, I and I will hope anybody who's listening tonight. Would share share that you know, just call nine one one you know even if even if you don't stay there, just call nine one one and go outside somewhere and and make sure that you know that person you know gets some help. For God's sake, don't just leave them there because just like Lord say, uh, you know you don't want anybody to do you like that. And then when you do stuff like that, you know the family is left to wonder you know what happened you know. And it's and, and and it's not a good feeling. So uh, for God's sake, you know, check check the states that you're living in. Ask question, ask that question. You know, is there such thing as a good Samaritan law? I I really didn't know it. You know, I knew I I've, I've heard about good Samaritan laws as far as you know if you uh, try to uh, 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 do CPR on a person and and, and uh, they uh, they die or something. You know, 
a good Samaritan law will protect you, you know, in, in that instance. But I didn't know that that it had anything to do with, uh, you know, uh, uh, being uh, uh, having immunity from uh, prosecution, you know, if you're in a uh, drug overdose situation. But this, this is this, this what you just said a minute ago is really is really is super vital. Super, super vital. Yeah, and that's the kind of information we want to bring to people because, you know, the reason that they, you're right, they, you know, at once, you know, it was mainly for, you know, that type of, uh, you know, uh, situation where, you know, like CPR or whatnot like that, but the the Mm. epidemic has become so, so much so that they had to do something. You know, the outcry Mm. since 2010 has become, it began to, to get loud enough to where, States are having to do something. I want to play something real quick, uh, and it's uh, so that we we have a little bit more time left to say a, a little bit more in the last five minutes. So let me play this real okay. quick. Um, there's a downside to it, and only need to use it when they're in pain. But there will always be a certain percentage who are deeply impressed by the good feeling that opiates give them. Those people, if they're not careful may find themselves pursuing that feeling. And then what happens is they become addicted, and then if they end up not being able to get that medication, they'll turn to heroin, which is a cheaper form of the same type of substance. Evan Barlow began experimenting with opiates in his teens, becoming completely addicted from age 16 to 20. Eventually, pills weren't enough. And uh, I eventually found heroin, and I eventually found the needle, which was my downfall. So Jamie doesn't want to come over here? Hannah Newsom's life was all late nights and parties when she began to abuse prescription pain pills. When those became harder to get, her friends began using heroin instead. First, I was like, huh, no. There is no way in the world that I'm going to do that. And eventually... You know, pills weren't around and I was sick, so I tried it. I was maybe like 85 pounds, 90 pounds. My body was shutting down. I was sick all the time. No matter how much hair when I did, I was still sick. And then that was the start of the end. My son is a heroin addict. And he's fallen out, and I can't wake him up. And I don't know what's wrong with him. As demand increases, some dealers may add other substances to make the heroin more appealing to users. One such substance is fentanyl, a powerful painkiller often prescribed to cancer patients. The intent is to create a more intense high, but it often leads instead to abrupt death. I can't feel anything. He's not breathing. I can't feel anything coming out of his nose. And fentanyl is a very strong painkiller, so it kind of like slows your heartbeat and your breathing down to almost nothing. With that on top of the heroin, people just expire because they just their heart stop beating and their lungs stop functioning. And, and in Richmond, for example, the heroin was mixed with a horse tranquilizer. So heroin alone is deadly, but when you mix it with a substance like fentanyl, a painkiller, you don't you don't stand a chance. Uh, some overdoses, if their friends or family react quick enough, they can be saved. But a lot of them, with the fentanyl cases, we're finding that even with quick reaction, they're still passing away. 
think my friend just overdosed on, on heroin. He's unconscious? Yeah. Still, despite warnings and news stories about the presence of dangerous additives, addicts in search of a bigger high are still willing to take the risk. And unfortunately on the streets, if you have a, a heroin out there that overdoses and kills somebody, for some strange reason, more people want it. People will be shocked by someone who dies of an overdose when I just see it and I keep, and I'm like, well, it's, it happened again, like, because it happens all the time. Users who somehow avoid a fatal overdose are lucky not to face death, but they say what they're left with isn't much of a life. I wasn't really living at all. I was dead inside. I was just a, walking around getting high every day. I had no purpose. I had no place on this planet to be anything. I was just a, a shell, and I would just use every day. As their use of the drug increases, many don't realize the gravity of the situation until they begin to suffer the consequences of their dependency on the substance. In other words, getting in trouble with the law, beginning to violate their own moral code, having to tell lies, having to hide their problem, having to steal from uh, and deceive the, the people that they care about. Everything in my life revolved around it. I didn't care about anything else. I stole from my family, from my friends, from stores, from anybody that had anything that the dope man would trade me for drugs. With desperate... Okay, <clears throat> you know, uh, I, I had to stop it short because we're running low on time. We can, we'll, we'll, we'll go more into some of this stuff uh, probably in, in part two. But it came from a a uh, a uh, feature or a special that was made to talk about the epidemic and how hard it was hitting Virginia, and uh, you know, I was surprised. You know, even like West Virginia, West Virginia, um, you know, they've been hit so hard. You know, they they moved up to the top as far as the where, where the rates of the the number of deaths in West Virginia is the is the uh, I, I believe as far as heroin is concerned is the is the number one place uh, um, where people have been dying. But um, Virginia was hit very very hard, uh, and even in the rural counties, uh, rural places, you know. Uh, little small rural places. It's not just, you know, the inner city, the quote-unquote ghettos and stuff like that. It's hitting places, you know, that people wouldn't even suspect, you know, you know, little, you know, little Mayberry-type counties, you know what I mean? And um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's this thing is, does not discriminate. And one of the things that, um, that they said on that clip right there that I thought, you know, it kind of piggybacked on what we were saying, which is that, even with the warning, people are still going out there and, you know, taking the chance, taking the risk. And um, like I said, you know, it may be right now that you're not using that type of stuff. You may be mm -hmm. using marijuana. And I know for me, when I was out there uh, using marijuana and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know, people were people were cutting marijuana with different things at the time then too. You know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and people, you know, were lacing marijuana with different things. I was talking to somebody today about that, uh, and how you know people would slip you something, and you don't know, you know, until right. you 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 hit it, and next thing you know, uh, you, you got a taste for something else. 
You know, the, the regular marijuana doesn't doesn't do anything for you anymore. You know, so you're searching for a, a high that will, you know, uh, keep you from uh, jonesing. And, uh, and the next thing you know, you're off to the races. And um, one more thing I wanted to share is that, you know, uh, these drugs are, are not meant to be consumed and, and, and taken uh, without a prescription and without uh, being dosed, being dosed by a physician, you know, and taking as prescribed. Uh, that's where you begin, you know, people begin to abuse the drug and become dependent on the drug. And then uh-huh. the next thing you know, you know, uh, you will do anything to get the drug no matter what the cost is. And um, so we want to talk about that and how, you know, um, this is why people are overdosing because these these, these are uh-huh. drugs that are being sold and used and abused um, that have not been prescribed to you uh, and your body uh, is, not, is, is not responding to that uh, well. And uh, and eventually, what happens is your body will uh, reject that 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 thing, and it will uh, shut down on you. You know, you cannot continue to put these things in your body and think that there will be no repercussion because there will be a repercussion in some way, form, or fashion. Go ahead, uh, Lord Senior. No, I just want to quickly say that a lot of times people may think that this this is a junkie thing, but it's not. It is in a way, but it's not because what happens is that you you go to, you, you get hurt or something, you have a pain, you go to the you, you you go to the hospital, they prescribe you pain medicine, and next thing you know you get hooked on that, and then when you can't get a hold of that, you you go out in the street and get something you know cheaper, or, or a different form of that that drug that the doctor prescribes you, and then you're off to the races. It happens that way, so it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and that and and one one last thing I want to say is that a lot of times this thing starts off as fun and recreational, and what happens is like they said, someone comes along in the group and says, "Hey, I have something new. I want you to try," uh, and you know that one try can be your last try, and you know we want we want to let you know that uh, there is a better way. There is a better way. This is a true epidemic. This is a true killer. It's like a serial killer that we have never seen before that's out here killing people at alarming numbers, you know. And like I said, if this is a serial killer loose in your neighborhood, what does it take for you to wake up and say, hey, enough is enough? So join us next week as we begin to talk a little bit more on overdose and if you have any uh, suggestions or questions, give us a uh, a, a, a holler, and we'll um, add those questions to the uh, to the discussion. Well, God bless you. Let us uh, close it like you. we always do. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Good night. Good night.